This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, and we are joined on the line by the interim coach of the Proteas. He's taking them to Australia for three test matches in December. Coach Malibongo Maketa joins us on the line now. Coach, uh, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Tabiso. Thank you again for inviting me. Um, Good evening to the viewers as well. It's always a great pleasure to be in your show. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. I guess congratulations are in order. How does it feel for you? Yeah, it's it's quite exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time, but it's a, it's a great honor for me and my family to be given this big responsibility, especially against a power nation like Australia. Um, very exciting. And and do you see it as an interim job, like it's been stated, or would you like to put your hand up for a permanent position? Most definitely, I'd like to put my hand up on a permanent position. Um, but I'm cognizant of the fact that uh, this series is going to be big for us, um, how the players go out and perform, and um, obviously how we, as a unit, as a support staff, we gel together in a short space of time and make sure we support Dean and, and the rest of the squad to do well. You know that That's going to play a big part going forward, I feel. And, and Coach, does it feel like it's come at the right time for you? Because, I mean, you've done the hard yards. Uh, you, you are the A coach now. You've worked as assistant to Otis Gibson. You've been at Northerns and, and the Warriors also. Do, do you feel it's come at the right time, just this opportunity? Yeah, most definitely. You know, um, I do believe that God, Allah, Kamata, always uh, make sure he gives you what he believes that you can do at the right time. And no different this time. I do feel it's the right time. And, um, yeah, I look forward to the challenge. You know, like you said, I've, I've had a lot of exposure at international cricket. And now um, this opportunity has definitely come at the right time, I feel. And you were also part of the Proteas test team in England earlier this year. I think you were involved in the match against the Lions and the first test at Lords. What was, what was your exact role at the time? No, at the time, uh, was really just supporting Mark in terms of the transitioning. While he was busy with the one-day series and the T20s, and we were, myself and Neil McKenzie, we were looking after the test players. We had about eight players that were getting ready for the tests. So to make sure that it's an easier transition and the test players also get to spend us a little bit more time in those conditions, getting ready for the test matches and to hit the ground running, which I thought we did quite well. And did you do the same against Bangladesh? Were you involved in the Bangladesh series? Unfortunately not. Um, We didn't do that against the Bangladesh. But what we did is before India, while they were busy with the test series, we were working with the one-day series uh, players. So that was my my role really in terms of supporting the the Proteas. When they're busy with the Red Bull and Mm. they're going to be playing white ball series, then I would be looking after the white ball series players to make sure that they're not standing still while Mark is busy with the different formats. Mm-hmm. So in that way, um, it made it easier for the system to make sure that our players are ready to perform uh, from the first game instead of us playing catch-up. And I guess it makes it easier for you now because you'll be familiar with the current group and they're familiar with you, which is always a good start. Yeah, that, that's, um, that, that's a blessing in terms of um, getting the role. Uh, I know exactly where everyone fits in. Um, it's a matter of Myself and Mark and Dean sitting down now and um, 
really understanding how or what the conversations have been with the current players. And there's a little bit of continuity in terms of the conversation. And if I feel or Dean feels we need, we can change the narrative with a few players, then we'll definitely do that to make sure that um, the stage is fitting the way I work as well and um, touching base with the coaches that are, are, are hands-on at the moment um, to make sure that we're talking the same language going forward. And and, and then do you know who will make will form part of your backroom staff coach? You mentioned Neil McKenzie. Is he likely to go with you to Australia? Is that your decision or does Cricket SA decide? Um, Neil McKenzie is part of the high-performance coaches. So he's working with me with SAA. He also works hand-in-hand with Sukha Conrad with under-19. So as high-performance coaches, we are helping throughout the pipeline in terms of wherever we are required. And this, uh, for that purpose, uh, these things like this where a coaches maybe can't make a tour, it makes it easier for us to fill in where possible. So from that point of view, it's been really good planning from Cricket South Africa to make sure that there are coaches that are available at all times to give a hand um, to make sure our players are well serviced at all times. So, so you're likely to go with those coaches or one of those coaches to Australia? Um, no, Mackenzie will hopefully definitely be going and the rest of the staff will be staying. Um, they would sign contracts that we aligned with Mark. So those, Charles Langefeld and everybody that's involved at the moment, um, my understanding is they're staying and they're going. And I've worked with them before as being part of the group, so they're really good coaches and they're and, and I'm happy to, to carry on, you know. And and where do you feel, Coach Mali, the Proteus Test team is at the moment, having been with them in England in their last Test Series? I think we've shown a lot of growth. Um, I know people will always look at your last series, but if you look and how we actually equipped ourselves against India at home, under difficult conditions, I thought we really, really played well. And you know how we started in England. Uh, we can look back and say, okay, in the second test, maybe we could have bowled first. Those are the slightly things that you can look at in terms of um, going forward where you can say, we are actually not far off as people think we are. And I know Australia will be tough, but we know that the conditions are a little bit similar to us. So uh, my job is to make sure now the players get there mentally ready to perform in that stage in terms of um, facing the crowd. And a lot of our young players have not been exposed to that. And it's up to us as a backroom staff to make sure that, that they're very prepared to do that. And and I know there have been a lot of concerns raised about the betting unit. Is is that a, a big worry for you? Yeah, I mean, the stats is there. You know, we haven't been scoring hundreds. And... Um, for me personally, I've always felt being part of the group and uh, and working with the players, we're doing the hard yards, you know. We are getting ourselves in. The players are doing the most difficult work of getting themselves in, getting to tetis. And the biggest focus now for me is innings management. How do you manage our innings? Are we staying focused for a longer period of time to make sure that we convert the starts into big runs? That's going to be the transition and the focus for us um, because I do feel we are doing the basics quite well in terms of the hard work of going, of getting our innings started. But the lef- lack of, not lack of, lapse of concentration at times lets us down, and that's going to have to be the focus for us. 
So, so it's not even a technical a technical issue. It's more of application for you or a mental issue. Yeah, there the are other players where we're going to have to look at different dismissals, uh, patterns of dismissals. But more importantly for me mentally, it's application. Can we stay in our game plan for as long periods of time to make sure that um, we honor the game plan to take us to 100? That's going to be the, the main mission for me. And when you work on things like this, coach, do you work on do you work with a group of batters or do you focus on individuals? Because there's always talk about a, a betting a betting unit. Uh, it's mainly individual. Uh, we all know betting um, you're on your own out there. And what is important though is that as a unit, we understand each other's strengths and we understand each other's getting of strike uh, rotation of strikes so that we can support each other. And which is why it's important with test cricket, you can't switch off even a non-striker end because now you have to be assisting with GRS and all of that stuff. So it does become a little bit tough um, as an individual because you have to bet for your, for, your, for, your, uh, for your partner as well, which is something that I really uh, encourage at all times to make sure that you don't stay too much in your bubble when you're at the non-strikers and put energy into your partner. And um, the understanding, I feel, is there. Guys have got a little bit of understanding where guys score. Where do they go to strike? Where must I get ready to, to take the quick single? Because I know where his, um, his strengths are. So from that point of view, I think we are covered. And the, the challenge for us is doing it for a longer period of time as a unit and make sure that we, we keep going with the partnerships and looking after the partnerships because that's going to be key for us. And, and a lot's been said about the gap left by the Hashims, AB, and even Faf and those guys. Do, do you think the team is still recovering from that, or should we have moved on from that by now? Unfortunately, <laughs> it's going to take a little bit more, um, more time to, to close those gaps. Uh, because when you look at, um, at the names that you've mentioned, the Faf and the Hash and the ABs, that, that's 100 tests you know, um, of each of those players. Okay, maybe five, not 100, but they had a lot of test matches. And um, what was the blessing for us was they didn't all go at the same time. And after only this last group tended to go together, which didn't really bode well for us. And now with the guys coming back from England, the Copac door closed. I think now what we can do, we just have to bind our time and just make sure that the players that we have, if we do have continuity in selection, they would actually grow lips and bounds in terms of getting that experience. Okay, for those who've just joined us, we are speaking to the newly appointed interim coach of the Proteas, coach Malibongo Maketa, who will take the team to Australia for three test matches starting on the 17th. He is the current SAA coach. He's also been head coach at the Warriors, been assistant also at Northerns, and has been assistant also to coach Otis Gibson when he was head coach of the Proteas. I believe we've got a voice note on 061-4104-107. Good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to the coach. Uh, it's Libra here. Congratulations, coach. You fully deserve this appointment. 
Um, I have two questions for you. The first one is about a statement that Coach Mark Boucher made, you know, that um, especially in test cricket, um, as a coach, you can't do much to change a player's technique when he gets to uh, test uh, cricket. Do you agree with that statement as a coach, that um, as, a, as a batter, you can't change much? If a player, uh, you know, is a test cricket, he must be a complete player. What are your thoughts about that? Um, of course, referring to a lot of players struggling in, in test cricket. What are your thoughts about that? And then, of course, uh, the second question is about the, the protests, where they are at the moment. I mean, they will need to win their last two series against uh, Australia and the West Indies to go to the World Test Championship final. I mean, that pace bowling attack of Josh Hazelwood, Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, Nathan Lyon, it's going to be very, very difficult. What are your thoughts on the Aussies? Thank you. Okay, Libra, thanks for that. Maybe let's start with the first one, Coach, about not being able to do much with the player's technique in Test cricket. Do you agree with that? Um, thanks for those um, <laughs> nice and difficult questions, Libra. Bouncers! Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think where Mark is coming from is that as a Test coach, you don't really get to spend a lot of time when you gain those players coming from the feeder system, uh, which is our provincial cricket teams. So when you get them, you've got a week. And in that week, you are assessing and then you are empowering them on how to deal with Stark and how to deal with Mitchell, with all those guys and Hazelwood. So it's difficult for any coach to say, no, your backswing should be coming there, not here while a player is coming into your environment and he hasn't scored mountains of runs from the, from the, um, from the provincial system. And uh, for you to be coming in in a week trying to equip them with a different technique, you almost you don't have enough time, first and foremost. And it won't be wise for his confidence to come into a new environment and be changed and to try and perform as a different player, whereby he's actually earned his spot by exactly doing whatever he's doing with his technique. So that's how I believe it must be coming from. And I just, I do feel that for me personally, uh, because the series are coming up thick and fast, it's important for, for us as a coaching unit to just keep making sure that technically we are also in tune of what's happening below us. As high-performance coaches, that's what our job. If a player has been looked at to go and be exposed at test cricket, we had to do the critical work before he joins Mark. And that's the support um, then to allow Mark not to be looking at players' technical faults where he's thinking this player would not be able to survive as Hazelwood. He should be thinking... This is how you're going to score runs against Hazelwood, not fixing technique. There's very little time to do that at international level. That's the whole truth about it. So, But I'm also a big believer in people have got different techniques, and it's up to us as coaches to help them find a way of executing with their own personal technique. And we know the story of Hashim Amla when yeah. he first started. We say that ah, I could never do that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And meanwhile, mentally and focus-wise, he knew where he was scoring areas were. And he could execute with that for a long period of time. He could get 300. So 
that is important for us as coaches to always be looking to looking out for, not to feel players or Graham Smith is only scoring down leg side. He's got 10,000 runs, so can we not work with that and make sure we enhance it so that he can actually score runs against all these players, Nathan Lyon and all these guys. Technique is valid, yes. Time is never on your side, but most importantly is how does he go about doing his job on scoring the runs. Okay, now interesting. Hashim Amula once told a story about his bet, his bet lift that he couldn't lift his bet high because of where he was practicing or where he was playing when he was a youngster. Their backyard wasn't yes. big enough back home, so that's why <laughs> that's why his style his style of betting was like that. Definitely. But yeah. you mentioned the domestic. Yes, it worked. And you mentioned the domestic scene, Coach Mali. How how strong is is the domestic scene at the moment? Are the players knocking the door down so that they're ready to make the step up when when, when some players in the test team are out of form? We know, like a likes of Saral Aravi, I mean, he had to bide his time there and score a lot of runs before he got his chance. Yeah, um, players have scored mountains of runs. If you look at, like you say, Saral had to kick the door down with the, the amount of runs he scored. And um, currently, you know, we're going through a transitioning when it comes to our domestic cricket. We're moving away from franchise cricket and going to provincial structures. And the system, we've only spent one season in the system. And we, we played eight um, first-class games, which I'm sure going forward we're going to try and play as many first-class games to make sure that we prepare guys for test cricket. At the moment, it's on its infancy in terms of the system itself. The true value for us is going to be in two years' time when um, we've gone past the COVID stage and now we can, we've had two seasons of the new provincial structure. We can really evaluate it and be critical or be positive about it. It's too early to call to, uh, from us moving from franchise cricket. But in saying that, we've had players coming through from our provincials, from our franchise and provincial system, and getting up there and performing. So. Um, I'm always positive for us in the sense that we are always developing talent. No matter where we're playing, if we're playing franchise cricket or we're playing provincial cricket, talent seems to be coming through our system. And we see now with Brevis, the way he's playing, he's coming through our school system, he's coming through our under-19 system. And those players are there. And it's a matter of us giving them enough exposure and enough game time to develop their skills. And enough four-day cricket for the likes of Devil Brevis, eh? And, and, and four-day cricket starts next week, coach. So is that another opportunity yes. to look at players? And will some of your test players be available for this for, 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 for the domestic four-day uh, series? Yeah, it's important that we, our test players play in all the, in all the domestic games. Uh, we've got about three games uh, before departure. Um, we're going to encourage all the players to play in all those games. Um, for us, coming off the T20 competition, uh, time on our feet is important to make sure that by the time we get to Australia, the fitness is checked out and um, the guys have spent a lot of time in their feet. They're fit enough to make sure that we can still take wickets at 5 o'clock in the evening. So it's going to be really recommended everybody needs to play to make sure that we, we hit the ground running when we get to us. Okay, if you're just joining us, we're speaking to Proteus Interim Coach, Coach Malibongo Maketa. Colin has called us from Cape Town. Good evening, Colin. Thanks for calling us, Good my evening. friend. 
Yes, good evening and good evening, Coach Shafu. I just want to talk quickly about today's game. A hmm? terrible game. You know, it's not the first time Rakhisa goes for 17, 20 runs in one over, in his first, first over. And I don't know what the bowling coach is doing. And, you know, the coaches should start attacking. That's uh, the, uh, 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 the batting coaches and the bowling coaches. Time and time again, we got uh, the opposition against the wall mm. and we let them off the hook. When number six comes in, seven and eight, they're bowling all over the show. They got the top batsmen out, bowling beautiful. Now, why do we always change our uh, bowling tactics? We try to balance these guys out. We, you know, South Africa got a habit of thinking, you know, oh, tail enders. Today's tail enders in most countries are scoring better than some of the openers and things like that. Mm. So you've got to bowl the same, the way you bowl the number one, two, three, four batsmen. That is what we can never get right. We always lose games towards the end because our bowlers get a thrashing, a smashing. And I'm getting, oh, I'm, I don't even want to watch it anymore. <laughs> okay, you I know, hear you. I saw that and over. You know, Tabisu, Tabisu, yes. and uh, coach, um, this cricket. I hope, I hope that these guys who are playing the the ODIs and T20s, and if they do come into the test team, they got to treat it as a five-day match. Don't go there with a temperament. I'm going to slog, smash every ball. Or stump, go and fish for the ball and things like okay. that. Okay. No, I saw that, that over that Colin. Where, where he was... a test player. Yeah, he was... And hit. no run-outs in test. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you, Colin. Coach. Thanks, 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 thanks. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Um, he was hit by, by Harris for two sixes there, uh, KG in his first over. But credit to the skipper because he took him off after that and he brought in Lunginghidi to the attack. But I think the fielding also let uh, the team down today. I counted at least four or five dropped catches and it was just sloppy. I guess it was also wet, which is which makes things harder a little bit also. On that note of the bowlers, Coach Mali, where, where do you feel our bowling is in test cricket? Um, I do believe we've got one of the best bowling um, units in, in the world at this more present moment. Uh, don't say that lightly. Um, we've seen how we've performed. Also, yes, in England, it, it's easy to look back now and say, yeah, we didn't get 20 wickets. But if you look at um, how we've been staying in test cricket and uh, in, in series and winning series, our bowlers have been head and shoulders the best, um, one of the best units in the world. And it's very important for us to keep making sure that we keep this, this, um, this attack together because I think they're young enough to grow and, and, and win us the, the, the Test Championship in, in definitely in the next year or two. Okay, let's take the last two voice notes as we wrap up our conversation with Coach Malibongo Maket. Good evening, SAFM. It's Mandela again, Deep Slot. Congratulations to the coach. I hope he will get the job on a full time. And when he gets that job on a full time, I hope he will let this uh, current betting coach to go and work and get experience somewhere and let people who have played international cricket like Neil McKenzie to help the players. Because we've been complaining about the betting coach, about the game today, um, the 
the the the the the fielding was very very poor i've said it that uh, this is the most complete team and this is our tournament and i think it's 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 not a bad thing to lose just one game but i think we need a good bowling all rounder as well evening Tabiso. what are the opinion of Malvangwe regarding the lack of or the non-use of West Dam like Povalo Park in East London in other stadiums across the country and then what is his thinking regarding the standard of cricket especially provincial or domestic cricket in the country in the last 15 years or so because it looked like our cricket especially provincial or the, the, the lake cricket is not up to standard as far as i'm concerned and then that is giving coaches hard time to get players that can represent the country as if you look at the project sites at the moment you see a lot of teams going to or selecting old players instead of getting up-and-coming Okay, thanks for that. I, I, I think we've touched on the one about provincial cricket with the coach saying that we're in a trans- transitional period right now. I just didn't hear the first part. He was asking about a stadium in East London, coach. I don't know if you heard that. And I was about to say I missed that uh, okay. the stadium in East London, the Buffalo Park Stadium. Um, that's where I played most of my cricket, but I didn't hear exactly yeah. what he what he said. Okay, I'm gonna try. We're gonna try and listen back to that. Talking about East London and where you played your cricket, I know a lot of people know you as a coach, but you were a fast bowler back in the day. You were very feared by a lot of schoolboys. You and a, a guy called Tumisa Makalima who could bat also a lot. And um, I know that your career has was affected by injury, but how has the journey been? Do you feel you're coming full circle now? How has that journey been from? from all those years making the under-15 team. I think it was a South African team at the time. Yeah, um, my my ultimate goal was to open the bowling for, for South Africa. You know, that was my ultimate goal. And unfortunately, with injuries, and in, in our days, we played every day of the week. You know, it was never practiced only twice a week, you know, and we never even called practice. We just played. And unfortunately... Because of lack of understanding and injuries, um, the body didn't didn't keep up with the stress fractures that I used to get. And I do feel it's gone full circle. You know, I never saw myself as as, as a coach up until later in the in my career where I was thinking, yo, I love the game. I want to stay involved in the game. And that's when I only just started coaching. But luckily I started young um, in terms of my, my journey into coaching. And to be given this opportunity now, it's almost, uh, it, it, not almost, it is definitely full circle in terms of goal goal achieved, you know. I guess you had to go and equip yourself with coaching qualifications. How, how far did you go? Um, no, I had to go all the way. Um, it's, not a, it's not a secret, the fact that I haven't played enough international cricket. And the best way for, for me was to educate myself. And I've done my level four. I've done a refresher this year of the level four to make sure I gotta stay fresh and relevant. And that is important for any young coaches out there to make sure that they they educate themselves. And as much as opportunities for playing for us where some of us didn't get or some of people didn't get, 
it doesn't mean that the game is closed for you, you know. The game offers so much uh, for all of us. Even a young kid in the township who wants to be involved in the game might believe that he doesn't have the talent or he can't bat. He can still be a scorer. He can still be an umpire. He can still be a coach. And Cricket South Africa offers you all those avenues, which is... Um, it's unbelievable in terms of opportunities that, that 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 are there for us in the game, and I feel at times we they're not communicated enough for our young players to understand that they don't have to be Abit De Villiers or Makai and Dini um, to be part of this beautiful game. There's so many other avenues where they can really really make an impact in in people's lives uh, through um, through the game, you know. I agree with you. It's like the same in our industry. Everybody wants to be a presenter. And when I tell them there's just so much that you can do besides being a presenter, they just don't see that. And and, and, and the scope is really huge. And there's so much. Yeah. But coach, thanks for your time. Thanks for engaging us. Thanks for the insight. We just wanted to bring you on. Just get your thoughts and get a bit of your vision. And also, um, wish you all the best for the tour of Australia. I think the team is in good hands. I had John John Smart speak today saying that you're a great coach. You're very meticulous in your planning. You are not also scared to take advice from the players or the views of the players and most importantly you said you're just a great human being and we hope that uh, you do succeed in this role and all the best coach uh thank you very much much appreciated thank you thanks to the listeners as well um yeah it's always an honor to be in your show Thanks, Coach. Okay, 17th of December, the first test at the Gabba um, between the Proteas and Australia. It's a great chance for the players. If, if there are new players in this team, if there will be, you make a name for yourself in Australia, we'll never forget you. You remember um, JP Dumini. Uh, who can forget that knock of JP Dumini? Was it 167 um, when he came in as a replacement then he stole the show? So good luck to Coach Malibongo Maketa. Like I said, I mean, I think he's done the work on the ground. He's been at Northern's under. He was under Richard Pibus, and then I think he was under Coach Matthew Maynard also, then went to uh, back home to the Eastern Cape to work with Coach Pete Porter, and then he was coach, head coach of the Warriors in 2014. You remember he reached those two finals in limited overs cricket where they lost to the Titans there, and then he went to become head coach, I mean assistant coach rather, to Otis Gibson, and then he's now the SAA coach, so he's really worked himself up. And somebody says, please select Bravis for the Australian tour. Can Bravis at least play a four-day match, guys? Can we give him a few four-day matches before we select him from the test team? Remember, it's just the test team that's going to Australia in December.